You're listening to That Champion Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Emmanuel. Each week, I deliver high-energy new content and episodes to help you go from where you are to where you want to be, aka living that hot and luxe and vibey lifestyle you've been dreaming of. I love sharing and talking all things biz, lifestyle, woo, subconscious mind, and of course, my fave, celebration mindset. And so from now on, consider me your fab biz and lifestyle coach, BFF, guru, and luxe lifestyle influencer. I'm here to support women like you in magnetizing and monetizing your desired dream lifestyle, run a six-figure freedom biz, and make shit happen. Because here's the thing, you are a worthy beesh, and I'm here to empower you, babe. So I share everything, my struggles, behind-the-scenes battles, success stories to show you that it gets to be this and that and more. And so there's no more settling, no more nibbing your light, and I'm giving you permission to dream bigger. So go ahead, time to pop the champagne and enjoy a fab makeover because a new episode starts now. Hi guys, welcome back to a new app of that champagne lifestyle. So happy to be with you. I'm M, your coach, your friend, your BFF, your cheerleader, all of the above, your champagne celebration, gal pal, and all of that good stuff. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your week. I just had the most epic conversation with my girl, Marissa. You guys are going to love this episode, guys. We dive into all things Feng Shui and how to create like a holistic house for yourself and how to manifest your desires with the household that you have created. And it's such a good episode. Obviously, I wanted to have this conversation with a, a Feng Shui professional or someone who knows all about this good stuff because I am currently building my home. We are going to be moving in a couple of weeks. So it's super interesting. I completely manifested this. Um, conversation. I it, it's something. It's a desire that I put out on into the universe. I was just like, I need to find that feng shui expert to be on my podcast. And I saw a couple, and I was just like, not vibing with any one of them. And then one day, I was just like scrolling, mindlessly scrolling on TikTok, and I see this girl, and I'm like, ooh, she speaks my language. Like, I want to see like a bit more of who she is. And then I go onto her profile, and then I like snoop her Instagram. And I see that she has bees all over the place. And you guys know me. Bees are my my sign whenever I ask a sign from the universe. So I just knew that I had to have Marissa on the podcast and share her expertise with us. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Let us know um, on Instagram how this resonates with you, how you're going to be spicing things up around the house. And we'll talk soon. Mwah! Okay, guys, I'm back this week with Marissa, who's my latest girl crush. I totally manifested this conversation. Marissa, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. Having a fantastic day. Uh, let's get into like a couple of warming up questions. Then I'm going to like spill the beads on who you are, how we met, and we're going to dive into like really juicy content for the audience today. So are you more of a coffee or champagne girl? Definitely coffee. Uh, living in Seattle for five years, you kind of need coffee. So I would say more coffee. <laughs> coffee. But I love how like in your intake form, you mentioned kombucha and like a very fancy uh, glass. And it was like, ah, that's, that's a vibe. <laughs> yes. No, I, 
if kombucha was an option, I would say more kombucha over coffee. But yes, you gotta you gotta make more magic in like your daily moments. So drinking kombucha out of a nice goblet is, you know, quite a moment. <laughs> I completely agree. What's your all time favorite book? Ooh, so uh, I definitely am more of a novel person, and I would kind of say fantasy. Uh, but actually probably my all time standing favorite, favorite book is called Middlesex. Um, very interesting. It's like about this three generational family and it goes through, um, someone who's a hermaphrodite, which is like a very unusual topic for a book, but I like unusual subjects. <laughs> oh my God. Is that like a, like a novel or an actual story, like a family? Tree? Oh, it's um it's the novel. I forget um the author or I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um but he uh won the Pulitzer Prize. He's like quite a famous author, but it's all fiction, but very interesting um and a very well uh written book. Ooh, I would bet. What city energy what well, what city represents your energy? Um I probably would have to say if I had to choose a city, because I'm definitely more of a nature girl, uh, that would be... Oh, you could do that too. Okay, I, well... Somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I would say, I mean, Seattle, just because I um, chose to move there, and I really do connect to nature, like the forests and the mountains, like that's, that's more my vibe, and um, the Pacific Northwest in general just has a lot of that uh, weaved into their city landscapes, so yes, I would probably say that. <laughs> Seattle, good music too. <laughs> yes, um, good music, good food. Uh, but I think I just like the smaller scale as well, even though it's uh, becoming not so small of a city. Yeah, no. <laughs> what are your go-to mantras or affirmations? Words that you just like live by? Um, It's interesting. I don't have words so much as like more images. I think being a designer, I'm a little more of a visual person. Um, and this actually you might find like, since, you know, we connected and, and you saw my, my B sort of logo. So, uh, I connect a lot to animals and, um, my little mantra, I guess, is, is the bee, um, and bumblebees in particular. So kind of, I see them and I get that like, you know, spiritual affirmation, like, yes, you're on the right track, keep going. Um, and this might go into a little bit of a deep story, so I'll try to keep it short, but um, there is a saying that uh, aerodynamically a bumblebee isn't meant to fly because its body is just too big for its wings, but a bumblebee doesn't know about the laws of aerodynamics, so it just flies anyway, and I really love that just kind of analogy and the metaphor just to be like, don't let things stop you. Um, don't let, you know, the words of other people or don't really just let anything stop you from just doing you or doing what you want. So uh, the bumblebee is my little, my little spirit animal, I guess. I love that. That's how we, sh I'm just going to say this really quickly. So I was scrolling TikTok a couple of weeks ago and like, I really wanted to have a conversation with a holistic home uh, coach, expert designer. And I couldn't find anyone. And then I saw you with like bees everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> we connect. And like, we've, we've like chatted on Instagram, but like, this is like our first conversation, but I feel like we've known one another because most probably because we share this sign from the universe. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like that's like the one thing that connected you to me. And Aww. I'm like, I love like everything that you're saying, like the bumblebee and everything. I love that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. 
that's no, I, I love, like we mentioned, just connecting with people that way and, and getting those signs. Like that's, that's my go-to is like those subtle messages from the universe. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. And what's something that makes you feel extra bougie and extra luxe these days? Oh, I think that was my answer. Like I said, the, the kombucha from the cup. <laughs> um, so recently I, I got this, um, silver goblet at an antique store and um for one for practical purposes because i also am traveling full-time in a van so i can't have glass but there's just something very fancy about drinking from like a medieval goblet and feeling like a queen even if i'm not drinking like wine or something like fancy if it's just my kombucha um, or water even like it just makes me feel extra special (laughs) queen b exactly Love that. Okay, so tell everyone who you are, what you do, what's like, what what vibes, like what, what you, you're all about, basically. What's your energy? Tell us everything. So, uh, yes, I'm Marissa, and I call myself a holistic home coach and designer. So I have a background in interior design. I went to school for that and um, worked in the industry for over six years. But aside from just design, I view in a very holistic way because design is just one aspect. It's like, how does the space function? And then it's also the energy of a space. And this is where I got into feng shui and also the environmental and the sustainable aspects of a home because, you know, as much as our homes are homes, like the earth is our first home. So how can we bring in more eco-awareness into our spaces as well? So I look at spaces in a very, like many different lenses and how I work with people now is just to better the spaces they live in to not only improve their homes, but also improve their energy and their happiness and their health because our spaces can do so much for our health in a physical, mental, environmental, and emotional way. Um, And they also just impact our energy. So I work on many different levels with people in their homes. I love that. Let's dive into it because here's the thing. I'm currently building a new home we're going to be moving in the next month super excited it's a new space i need it though to unground myself from the space i'm currently in this beautiful home that i manifested a couple of years ago uh, which has become my sanctuary like i feel like aesthetically this place i've like i i mean i killed it (laughs) i literally um but I want to bring a new vibe into this new home because it's a new land, it's a new city, it's mm-hmm. brand new construction. How can we, like, I want to dive into Feng Shui. This is how the conversation that I wanted to have with you, and that's how I randomly saw you on TikTok. But, like, can you explain to us the purpose of creating and being mindful with our designs when we're building a new home or even moving into a new home or just, like, reorganizing our space like can you bring us into the feng shui aspect of it all like the history and all that good stuff yeah so um i can give a little overview since there's a lot in feng shui um but feng shui originally stems from taoism so um if you you know anyone who's listening isn't familiar with taoism taoism is or was i guess one of the main three um philosophies and religions in china um the other two being confucianism and buddhism but with taoism it's all about finding balance and harmony um within ourselves but a lot of it is taken from our environments and a lot of that just you know because um, Um, feng shui is a very old practice, like over 2,500 years old, a lot of that was through nature. So 
with feng shui now, like how we should be, I guess, um, bringing more balance and harmony into our homes, like feng shui can help with that. And really, like you were mentioning, when you're moving into a new space um, and a new city, like every space has a different energy. And like, I try to sometimes look at it, like not even in a home perspective, but how we can better understand, like, you know, sometimes we act different ways, you know, outside of our homes, like dealing with certain people, like we may have, you know, different energy we have, you know, based with our friends or our family um, and with our homes. And whenever we move into a different home, like it's kind of like adjusting our energy to sync up to that space. Um, our spaces, like I'd mentioned, like can greatly impact us. And this is not only based on like the energy of feng shui, but also just like based on biology and evolution. Um, so back, you know, when we were not living in these cities and urban areas, um, we had to be very aware of our surroundings just for survival. And so we pick up constantly still a lot from our spaces and it affects our subconscious. So this is where, you know, even though we may not think our spaces are impacting us on a subconscious level, they are, which is then where we bring in feng shui to see, okay, how can we fine tune everything and, you know, choose paint colors that connect to our energy or move around different pieces of furniture or even going through the day to day of like, do we have so much clutter in our space? So there's a lot of different ways, I guess, to look at feng shui too. Yeah, I think it's so interesting that you mentioned decluttering because it's kind of like, you know, when you're like stressed out or not feeling 100%, you're feeling anxious, overwhelmed or whatever, and just doing like a massive cleanup, how it resets the entire energy and how you're mm -hmm. feeling like it just sets the tone. Is that something that would be considered feng shui? Absolutely. So um, feng shui, like again, feng shui is like a lens that we can look at our spaces in. And I really like to, cause I think I am into spirituality and energy. Um, but in feng shui actually clutter or our objects all contain energy. Like we know energy, you and me have energy or, you know, outside this, you know, table, whatever, everything is energy. And the more things we have in our space, the more energy we have in our space. I'm not saying like, you know, go super minimalist and, and not have anything, but if we have clutter in our spaces, um, this can lead to stagnant energy throughout our home because the energy is just not moving freely. So absolutely, like going through a decluttering process is one of the first steps in feng shui because that also helps to remove that old stagnant energy so new energy can come in and flow throughout our space. So I, something I remember like years ago, like 20 something years ago when I first heard of feng shui was the, um, I'm going to like quote unquote, the rule of not having like dried plants or like dried flowers or like dead butterflies in a frame. Like, is that a fact or is that like, is it a myth or is it true? Like it's something that would lower the energy or it would like bring in stagnant more energy like can you give us the 101s basically of the do's and the don'ts <laughs> yes so um i will also just like state this ahead of time so feng shui can be looked at in many different ways because there's a lot of different schools of feng shui um and a lot of feng shui too focuses on 
I guess, symbolism. So with the whole, you know, dead plants and, you know, dried <laughs> flowers and things like that, um, we can look at it as like these things that were once alive are no longer living. So they don't really have energy to bring into our space. There's actually dead energy that we're bringing in. So that's really the idea where it's not the best to have, you know, dead flowers or, you know, a dead butterfly in a frame because it doesn't really have any energy in it. So that's, that's the reason with that. So being mindful basically of what we own, what we have energetically to be aligned and be mindful and just like make sure that we're happy with it. Yeah. And I would say too, because I think a lot of people can get so wrapped up in the do's and the don'ts um, of feng shui, like, oh no, I read this thing in this one website and it says not to do this. And oh my gosh, like a lot of people, I think, look at things in a very like linear way. Um, So this is the thing with feng shui that I think a lot of people get stressed about or confused about is they'll read something online and it'll say, oh, you know, you're supposed to do this or this is bad feng shui or if you have this, this is, you know, bad energy. And I think because maybe we live in that Western society where it's very linear and it's very like black and white, um, we tend to focus on like, oh no, my space is not, you know, properly feng shui all these bad things will happen. And really, I, as we're looking about like what feng shui actually is and how it stems from Taoism and the point of it is to be in harmony with your environment, like you play a part in that feng shui process of connecting to your space. So while, you know, according to some feng shui book, it might say, oh, you're supposed to use this color for the wealth sector of your home. Um, if you don't connect to it, or if you don't connect to a certain piece of furniture or whatever it is, I don't think it's really doing you as much as it is to find something that you do really connect to because it is again, to be in balance and harmony with your environment. So to have things that you feel good to have in your home. Yeah, because you're like your home is your is your sanctuary. It's your your queendom. It's like where you're like resourcing yourself. It's where you're resting. It's where you're eating most of the time. Where you're going to be hosting. We're just going to be like spending so much time, especially in the last two years. It's good to like be proud of like the space that you are in and feeling like really like good. You know, I remember when my my entire home was like still up and running. I would sit in my living room and I don't know, I don't know if you've seen my living room, like one is like beautifully made up and I would sit on my sofa and be like, this room is like a hundred percent, like mastered everything within this room. Everything that's in here has a purpose, has a reason for it. We love it. It looks good. It looks like it just makes us feel a certain way. Absolutely. So that would be like being balanced. Yes. And, and that's what I really love. And you can, like you said, you can tell, especially if you are a little more um, energetically or environmentally sensitive, like you will feel that difference so much when you have a space that's just like everything has a home, everything, like every piece of decor is something that sparks joy and connects to you. um, And really has a level of intention um, that like, personally, I don't think a lot of us put into our spaces and that's not to shame anyone. It's just that like, it's a different way of looking at spaces. So how would you like, what would be your top three tips for someone who just 
they're like looking to, I don't know, refresh their home or their decor or like built, like moving into a new home. Like I am like, Mm -hmm. what are like the three tips that you would say? These are like the things that be mindful of. Like, I know that when that famous video that I saw of you on TikTok, you were talking and it made so much sense to me. You were talking about the vestibule, how like, it's like the first Thing. when you walk into a home you walk into like the vestibule and like how important it is to like make it balance and energetically align and in tune so like do you have other tips like that or like you want to dive into that vestibule in particular like I just want to like know it all <laughs> yes so I I know there's like so much to talk about in feng shui um I'll 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 just give a few because I know it can sometimes be overwhelming, especially not in just the information, but then it's like, okay, now I have to do it all. So I'll, I'll talk about some of the, like the main areas. Like, yes, as you mentioned, the entry or the front um, foyer or whatever, like the first you know thing you see when you enter your space is really important because that is the energy that is coming into your home. And while a lot of people will, you know, use the back door or use the garage, this is how the house was built. Like there is an energy in the intention of like, this is the front door. This is where, you know, the mailman comes or the Amazon guy or, you know, all of our guests. So there is a certain energy to the front of our spaces. So having that be something that is you know, free of clutter, um, because as energy is moving in, we don't want to have it like feel stagnant because we have all of our shoes and our, you know, mountain of coats and things like that. So trying to keep it very well maintained. And then also um, to do things like have a console that has some sort of imagery that you connect to. Uh, I talked about in some other videos about mirrors and how that can be a little uh, tricky in feng shui too, because mirrors reflect. I saw that, especially in bedrooms. Yes. So mirrors are very uh, active and they will reflect and double energy. And you can think about this in a very practical way of like, oh yes, when I look in a mirror, I can see, you know, two couches, like there's my couch in the living room and then there's the couch in the mirror. So it magnifies and doubles the energy of our spaces. So in spaces like a bedroom or somewhere that we want to be a little quieter to restore our energy, having more active energy in a space is very counter what that space really should be geared for. So that's where it's like, you know, try not to have them in bedrooms or try not to have them in front of your door because also you're wanting to invite the energy in and not have it reflect back out your door. Oh, that is so, that's actually really smart. (laughs) A lot of it, when you talk about it more, it's like, oh yeah, it makes sense. What about in the kitchen? Let's do like the main rooms. Like we did, we covered bedroom. What about uh, kitchen? So kitchens, and this is where I actually wanted to like talk about with feng shui is like there's three main areas in feng shui that can support our energy. I mean, all the spaces do, but kitchens, bathrooms, and bedrooms. Now the kitchen is the space where we nourish our energy and we think about like, yes, we have our food there. We cook our meals, like we consume it. And just based on, you know, biology and science, like we need food to feel nourished and to gain energy and blah, blah, blah. So kitchens are really important for nourishing our energy. So how can we create a kitchen that nourishes our energy, not in actually like what food we consume? So One of the things is to keep that kitchen very clutter free. Um, Like I said, this is like a good rule in general, just to not have clutter, but in 
particular with kitchens, since there is a lot of active energy going around there. Like you think about how creative a kitchen is, especially if you do love cooking or baking, that's such a creative outlet for some people. Um, how it's a really good space to bring people together as well. You think about, you know, when you're preparing a meal, sometimes like your guest or family will also gather in the kitchen and you'll just you know, chat around your wine. We are French Canadian and it's like a known fact that French Canadian families always gather in the kitchen around the island and like, don't try to move them to the dining room or the living room. It just won't happen. (laughs) Yeah. It is is high energy. It is. And a lot of, yeah, people just naturally will gravitate towards the kitchen. So if we have more things in there that will slow down that energy, like, you know, say we have our countertops full of, you know, our bags of bread and, and, you know, just products and things like that, that's going to slow down the energy. Another thing we can do in our kitchens that's really easy is to like enhance that active energy there already. So bringing in fresh flowers, like have a vase of that on your kitchen island or a bowl of fresh fruit. Um, These things contain living energy. So bringing those in will also enhance the energy of the kitchen. Good. What about washroom or bathroom? So the bathroom is where we cleanse um, and remove like our negative energy, I guess you think about like, you know, kind of waste management, but it's where we clean and kind of purify our energy. So with bathrooms, having um, the color white is a good one. And you think about like, yes, a lot of bathrooms already do have that white colors, like white cabinets and white tile and things like that. But having the space feel really clean in that regard um, because again we're cleaning our energy so we want to have our space feel very clean as well so you know doing things like doing regular you know bathroom cleans making sure there's not a lot of um, actually decor in there again because it is a tiny space so it's going to significantly slow down the energy if we have like multiple you know tchotchkes and artwork in there it should be a really minimalist space in general Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's like something anyone can do. I think with bathrooms, this is a big one where people get confused or overwhelmed because the toilet area is like one of the biggest things that people will read about like bad feng shui with and they'll get overly concerned. Um, So an easy thing for that uh, is to close your toilet seat at night because the, so I'll go into explanation of why people, I guess, get like freaked out about the toilet. Yeah, I'm like, what's wrong with them? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, babes. (laughs) No worries. Um, But with the toilets, so water in like with feng shui, there are the five elements and each element has a different purpose and energy associated with it. And the energy of water um, has to do with like energy flowing into our space. The words feng shui actually come from the words wind and water in Chinese. So water is a very important element in feng shui and it can carry energy throughout our space. And with our bathrooms, we think about how much water is actually in our space. I mean, there's like, you know, our sinks and our showers and tubs and our toilets. And with our toilets, particularly as like we think about all of the water going down the drain, there's a lot of worry that our energy can also go down the drain as well. So that's where like closing the toilet can help to slow down and prevent some of that energy from escaping our homes. So that's the, that's the tip there. It makes sense. Now that you say it, it makes sense, but I did not see that coming. (laughs) 
Yeah, see, it's like, again, once you talk about things and explain it, it does like, oh, yeah, I can see it now. But um, I think a lot of people, and especially online, like they don't go through the whole explanations, which is why I think there's a lot of confusion on feng shui. Yeah, what about, I want to like do living room and I want to do outdoor space. Okay. If you have like a balcony or something. So the living room is a little more of an active space as well. Um, it can be active, but I guess it also can be a little calming because some people do like to congregate and just like relax and sit and, you know, cuddle on the sofa and do things like that. So living rooms are a little bit like flex in my mind. Um, traditionally, I think a lot of people use them as more like those flex spaces for doing a whole bunch of different activities. Like you'll do your Pilates or your yoga in front of your TV, or you'll play board games or watch a movie or whatever it was. So generally they have a little more active energy, but I'll just, you know, say too, depending on, you know, if you're wanting a more cozy calming space, or if you're wanting more of that, like traditional active living room space. So if you're wanting more of that calm, cozy uh, vibe for the living room, you can do things that have uh, more cooler colors. So like, you know, blues and greens and um, deep, rich, jeweled tones, things like these colors also in color psychology help to um, calm us down and lower our cortisol levels, which is um, where, you know, we get stressed out. Yeah. So having those where colors. Or the fat also. What was that? Where we store the fat also, the cortisol fat, like as women. Mm. We store them in our like midsection and most of us are like always trying to like improve our midsection so I love the fact that there's like color psychology that we can use yeah I didn't even know that aspect so I love I liked learning that as well so <laughs> I, guess, I guess for both if you want you know just the the blues and the greens can help with that so um you know you can do that through paint colors or through your actual furniture pieces or decor things like that so that's one way. And then if you wanted a more active space, um, I would choose, you know, more lively colors like reds and, and oranges or even whites, since whites have a sense to make a room feel more open and airy and expansive. Yeah. Um, so those are, you know, just colors. But again, there's like so many ways you can go about feng shui in your space. Love that. What about, and maybe that we're going more into the woo, but like, what about like, tourmaline and like saging and like stuff like that like is that even feng shui not at all right no um actually in feng shui there they do use a lot of crystals for what we call cures or like fixes to certain problems in in the home so um, I will use crystals for like consultations with people too, especially if they are a little more like into that sort of stuff. I'll say yes. Like if you're wanting to bring, um, say more abundance into your work and if you have a home office, citrine would be a great crystal for you. Things like that. And then, <laughs> me too. It's just such a happy stone. <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> But then also like you're mentioning for um, like the saging and the smudging. Um, so that's something that's done in feng shui as well. So like I had mentioned with the decluttering, um, that's like clearing out the physical energy. I mean, also like the energy as well gets cleared because you're removing those physical objects. But we also like to do house clearings just to clear out any of that stagnant chi 
other, you know, word yeah. for energy that's in our spaces. So we will do that. Um, there's a lot of different ways to cleanse a space that aren't, you know, the, the sage sticks. So, you know, there's that, there's sound clearings, um, there's salt clearings. So there's a bunch of different ways, but cleansings are something that, yes, like you can do for your home and, and it is done in feng shui. I love that. And I'm sure like this, this has happened in my own experience when I'm in like, I'm in tune with my energy where I am, like my space, I become such a good manifester and like my energy raises to the next level. Is it a fact? Is this something that like you've noticed also with your clients or even yourself? Mm -hmm. So yes. So this is like, yeah, I love talking about feng shui. So, um, (laughs) I've noticed that in, in just my own energy. Yes. If I have like a space I really love, I mean, aside from that, I just naturally am drawn to creating a space that feels better for me because I am a very emotional based person. So it's like, I need spaces to feel good, but I have noticed, um, that myself just like creating a better space, um, helps in manifesting. But this is something also that like, I don't think people are as aware with feng shui is like feng shui can, um, and, and does help you in manifesting. So, um, this will get like either a little woo or a little, okay. You're leading this. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot to talk about. So, um, as I mentioned, like based on psychology, like how we pick up so much from our spaces, uh, on a subconscious, I mean, that's where we manifest too. It's all like when we hear about manifesting, it's all about like, you know, feeling and tapping into our subconscious thoughts. And that's like that powerhouse for manifesting. So with feng shui, it's just a different way to go about manifesting. A lot of people do affirmations or visualization and and things like that. But feng shui is just another way. And actually I like it because it kind of works in the reverse. Um, Sometimes, so a lot of times people will go like, you know, through thinking or through feeling and then the action happens, but feng shui is a little different where it's like you change around your, your surrounding environment and then your thoughts and your feelings start to change with it. Absolutely. It's like embodying or like, well, embodying the house energy that you want or something. Yes. And that's, and that's where it is too, where it's like a lot of manifesting is, I mean, you're, you're wanting to be in that vibrational state. So like, say if you want to attract more wealth and luxury into your life, like create a space that really feels like it. And no, you don't have to buy like a $10,000 sofa, but maybe it's doing those tiny things like, you know, getting a thrifted crystal vase from Goodwill and putting some nice flowers in there or doing some sort of activities in your space that feel really luxurious, like taking a bubble bath or, you know, adding a nice velvet pillow, something that has that energy of luxury in there. So that can help you. It's the little things that add up. I say this all the time to my clients or in the podcast or like whoever wants to hear me. It's all the little things like a good bougie candle or like a lush throw blanket that you're going to like watch TV from or like cuddle on, you know, like it's, it's a little things like even just like buying, like getting yourself like a nice vase where you put your fruits in, Mm -hmm. like it'll give you the intention of wanting to grab a fruit because it's going to make you feel extra bougie. Yes, absolutely. You can lip test in the shower. Like it's like the little things like that, that like really adds up and 
create in my own experience like a beautiful home decor and like a space that you're feeling creative you're feeling good you're feeling like the queen you're feeling like just like ah this is mine <laughs> i no, shine I'm, from this place <laughs> i 100% agree with you and i've noticed that too it's like those those t- you like a good quality that like vase or a candle or something that just you know you do those tiny little things but those tiny things add up yeah, like at one point, I didn't know what to do with my my crystals anymore. And I didn't have like a nice bowl. So I just put them in like really bougie champagne flutes, like, you know, like the little French Marie Antoinette ones. Yes. And like, my my basically my my crystals were like being on display. And they looked so so good. I can't wait to like, unpack all my champagne flutes just to like put my crystals in them again. But it's like oh. the little things that add up and it gives you personality in your home. Mm-hmm. And it just like, I don't know, there's like this je ne sais quoi. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that is something like that our spaces should really reflect our personality. I mean, that's just like a whole other aspect in feng shui is like we want them to connect to our energy and we're all unique. So I, I love when, you know, clients and people I work with will do those little details or will find ways to like add their own personality and to infuse that into their space. Yeah, 100%. So how is life living in a van these days? Like, are you living it or are you missing the space that you're going to be creating? Um, yeah. So I always laugh about this because like, I mean, I've totally embraced it, but there always was like a bit of my way. Tell us why. Are you like just traveling on the road? So, yeah, so one, I have to say it is a bit ironic that I work with people in their homes and then I I live in a vehicle. Um, I always found that interesting, but I'm like, you know what, that's what makes me unique. But um, so I've always been into tiny houses and a very different way of living because I've always found it so fascinating, like how people could create shipping containers and turn them into beautiful homes or an old abandoned church and make it, you know, something spectacular. So I really love the idea of turning something that you wouldn't really consider a house into something that is such a stunning space. So I was always into that. And, um, I'll try to, you know, shorten up the this story because it was quite a quite a journey of how I got the van, to be honest. But I've always been into tiny spaces and um, more living in harmony with the land as being, you know, an aspect of feng shui. So at first, I thought my tiny home journey would be getting the the trailer, the like traditional tiny home, um, and living out in the woods somewhere. But you know, 2020 was a big change for many of us, myself included. So I had a lot of just, I guess, ego deaths in in my life and things just like ending and chapters ending. Um, And I know for a lot of us who are in like the spiritual mindset, it's like the end also brings a new beginning. So that was kind of the new beginning for me to do the van life because there were a lot of things that I like to do that I didn't really have that access to do um, with COVID and with the the quarantines and the, and the lockdowns and all of that. So I love to travel for one and I love to get out into nature. Um, and I am very environmentally and energetically sensitive and being in an apartment in the city when we're all in a pandemic, like even though it was so quiet physically, I could feel, yeah, the energy was just so intense. I mean, because yeah, everyone's life was totally turned around. So 
I kind of was like, you know what, I need to not be in the city anymore for my own mental and energetic health. And with restrictions on like traveling, I still wanted to do that, but I couldn't really do international traveling. So that's kind of how the van came to be because I also wanted to do tiny living and I really never thought I would do the van life, but one of my friends was doing um, van life and I got to see his space. And the more I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? this, you know, I can learn the skills to actually build my own tiny house one day. Um, I can travel the country. So it kind of opened up a lot of possibilities for me to do that. So yes, then I actually manifested the van as we we're talking about like manifesting spaces. So how did that um, happen? So <laughs> it was, I mean, the summer of 2020, it seemed like uh, especially in Seattle, like at, like it was such a hot market for, for van life and people were uh, buying vans just like before I could even like drive out to go see them. So I was getting a little discouraged and I was like, you know what, I just have faith and like things will work out. And honestly, I, I really feel like when I totally give up, like not give up, but I guess in the way of like, you know what, like let go of control. Um, Cause I was looking for vans for at least two months and nothing was happening. So um, I kind of just like surrendered to the universe and was like, fine, I'll live in like, maybe not the most ideal fan. Like I still wanted to go through with this, but in terms of like what I wanted on my checklist of like what the van should have, I was like, that's okay. I don't need that. Um, and we're literally like the very next day, uh, one of my friends sent me a listing for um, a van that went on the market and it was actually an old painter's van. So I love the story of the van too, because being a designer, getting an old painter's van, it kind of like seemed very synchronistic, like this was meant to be, um, met the people, like the price was right, the, the exact fan, like the year, the mileage, like everything was right with this van. So it really was like the van that was meant to come to me. Um, so I decided to just purchase it. I went through like my whole decluttering process of letting go of a bunch of things in my apartment, built out the van and two and a half months, I think. Um, and then just was like, yep, I'm going to do this. So um, at that time too, is actually when I started my business. So there was like a lot of deaths and a lot of rebirths. Wow. So I kind of geared it towards being a, I guess, traveling uh, holistic home coach. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. I have like, I just wanted this conversation to like last five hours. I have so many more questions, but like, how can people work with you? Well, as I mentioned, since I am traveling, um, actually, I've geared a lot of my, my work to be uh, virtual as like, I think that was kind of a blessing of the, the pandemic was you saw a lot more opportunities for, you know, working remotely. So 100%. yes, so I do a lot of remote consultations and virtual design services with people. I have a website, um, honeyloonhivory.com, where people can look and see, you know, what exactly I offer as far as, you know, consultations, design work, courses. Um, I have so many ways in which I like to help people. And usually I like to have a phone call first because sometimes what we think we need is not actually what we need. And it's just nice to also connect to people's energy. So I would say if you're interested in working with me, um, either schedule a phone call just to have a nice, you know, chat or, you know, check out my website or check out my TikTok because I like to, you know, give a We're bunch of information. Gonna link it all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want people to like do the magic that you do because it's like, it's so interesting. We forgot to just like tap into the exterior. 
if you have oh, yes. outdoor space. So that's, that's actually, like my old personal question. <laughs> no, I can see you're like, okay, let's, let's take I, this. I want, I want the one-on-one. <laughs> so with outdoor spaces, um, feng shui, like I'd mentioned, a lot of it was based um, off of nature. So like the outdoor spaces are really still a great way to bring in feng shui to our spaces. So like with our, if we have a patio or a backyard or a balcony, like find ways is to infuse that nature in like maybe it's having a couple planters with um you know shrubbery or if you have a nice garden or some sort of landscaping um if you do have a bit of a larger space uh bringing in other senses a lot of times i think when we think of spaces we think primarily visual but our spaces are also what we're like hearing and what we're smelling and what we're um like you know smelling and things like that so with our spaces have very fragrant um, flowers or have a water feature or wind chimes, something that you can hear that's very soothing for you as well. And that can bring in a lot of good energy. That is so smart. I love this. I love this conversation. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much, babe, for being on the podcast, sharing all of this good stuff with us. Oh, you're so Thank welcome. You. <laughs> no, Thank you for reaching out. I, I, I love this. This was so amazing. I mean, two bees need to connect. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so meant to be. I know people are going to love, love, love this episode. We're going to link all, everything in the show notes. So people don't worry. You get to like work with Marissa. We're going to make everything super simple for you guys. Thank you so much, girlfriend. Mm, you're so welcome. And I would love to connect, you know, one-on-one -on -one too later on. <laughs> oh, for sure. We're going to keep this combo going. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you could go ahead and leave a five-star rating and review, I would be so thankful as it gets to help the podcast get to even more listeners. So don't forget to hit subscribe. And until next week's epi, embody the best version of you, living her luxe life and sipping the finest bubbly. Cheers, babe.